0: Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here. So let's settle in. Hello, hi and welcome to episode 16 of Medium Lady Talks. Medium Lady Talks about a monthly wish list. This is a new idea to me, something I've been testing out probably for about 6 months or so, and I've had some successes and I've had some failures, but I thought sharing with you my experience with this monthly wish list would be a good opportunity to also talk about two things that are really central to the work that I'm trying to do while I learn more about myself here um, as a medium lady. If you're new, hello, hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you will go ahead and give me a follow over on Instagram. I can be found at medium.lady over there. And what you'll find on Instagram and here is that I'm really trying to build for myself the life that best embodies who I am. Not what I do or the roles that I hold, mom, sister, boss, friend, wife, but to build a life that really speaks to who I am, the things that I like, the things that I value, the things that are important to me. And the two tenets of that for me have been medium effort, which means I can't get to anywhere I want to be in life without putting in a medium amount of effort. Not a high amount of effort, not perfectionism and rigid rules, and not low effort, not, you know, going with the flow and laissez-faire, but medium. And the second thing is mindful fun every day. Mindful fun every day is something that has evolved out of my own reflections on what make me feel my best and what keep me most tuned into my intuition. Mindful fun every day is something that keeps me out of my anxious brain and in a brain that is present and appreciative of everything that has come and happy to look forward to all the things that are in the future. Now, how does that play in with a monthly wish list? Well, I had been experimenting a little bit with shopping, I guess. Um, Not experimenting with shopping. What's the best way of putting this? It was the pandemic. And I had noticed that my instinct to spend money while shopping had increased. And (laughs) I just said like during the pandemic as though, you know, this is all behind us. I think that we're all very much culturally getting to a place where we're both a little bit over it and indeed ready to move on to whatever is next. But um, even those words coming out of my mouth, you know, during the pandemic, as if as though this is after the pandemic, I just can't help but feel a little bit shocked to actually hear that come out of my mouth. Anyway, that's an aside, but I couldn't help but comment on the fact that indeed um, during the pandemic... During the last year, I'll say, I noticed that, like many people, shopping was sort of an escape, a reward, a substitution for experiences that I couldn't have. It was an opportunity to keep moving forward with the life that I thought I needed to um, furnish with things. Not furniture specifically, but In order to, you know, kind of keep this whole thing going during this great halt that we have all experienced during the pandemic. And so I noticed that I was really spending money on things that were impulsive. Impulsive, meaning it popped in my head, it seemed like a reasonable enough price, and then lo and behold, it would show up on my door. And there were a lot of things that enabled this, but what it really came down to was that i would look back on the things i had bought and forgot that i'd purchased them or not be able to remember so if i was trying to do a look back i would actually forget and in some ways it made me really think about that experience of christmas time what i celebrate is christmas and during christmas we all kind of put together a wish list So that we can give the people who care about us and the people who want to give us gifts a good idea or a good vibe of the types of gifts that would make us happy, the types of things we would like to have in our lives. And, you know, we kind of hold these wish lists sort of preciously. We give them only to people that we really feel will understand and accept us and deem us worthy of receiving a gift. And um, we don't broadcast them to the world typically. And I think that the whole experience also sort of puts on hold the idea of wanting and then having. So wanting something is often a cue to us that we should have it. But I think if we think a little bit more deeply, wanting something can also be a cue to think more deeply about the present about the present moment. And so, I'm not very precisely sure about when I started doing this, but I did just start keeping a monthly wish list on my phone, and I would try to really only open up the wish list for actual purchases the first week of every month. And I really fell off the wagon with this somewhere around April, May, June. But I'm trying currently to get back on it. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about that today with you and sort of explore what a monthly wish list might mean when you're trying to use medium effort to build a life around what matters to you and when you're trying to make sure that you're having mindful fun every day. Because I think a wish list really helps get at some of the things that might actually, from a consumerism perspective, Really get in the way of both medium effort and mindful fun. Now, why a monthly wish list? Or maybe first I should define just what a wish list is. So, honestly, a wish list is no more complicated than a document on my phone in the notes app that I use to just jot down the things that tickle my fancy. It's no more complicated than that. It might be a dress that I like. It might be some makeup that a YouTuber is using and trying on. It might be something someone recommended to me. It might be an idea. So let's say, for example, I'm not super pleased with my current travel coffee mug. (laughs) I'm not super pleased with my current um, travel coffee mug, and I might want a new one. And all of those things go on the wish list. Anything that really is not a need, a need, I mean, you can even really stretch that really far. Let's say I run out of my favorite face moisturizer. If I have no other face moisturizers in my home, then I need to go and get another face moisturizer. But if I have something else that I can use and substitute until the beginning of the month, then I might put a face moisturizer on the list Because it will cue me next to do the mindful fun thing, which is shop with a presence of mind for a replacement item of the facial moisturizer. It is really no more than that notes app on my phone and being really plugged into the emotion of wanting something. This happens to me on Instagram all the time. I could be scrolling along and I get hit by a very purposeful targeted ad thanks to the algorithm, with something that really makes me feel like I want it. Then what I do is I just hop into my notes app, I write it down or I screen capture it and put it in there and then I go on about my business. And I don't worry too much about acquiring the item until I go back to that wish list at the beginning of the month. Now, I really love to live on a monthly cycle in my life in general, it really works for me. And I find that the beginning of the month is such a great time to just kind of start fresh, to get set up, to get organized, to think about a month. You know, I have a super busy life. I'm sure you have a super busy life too. And a month seems to be about what I can keep coordinated in my brain 30 days at a time, either for building new habits, either for planning, you know, my life, navigating whatever challenges that might come my way in a month, or for something like shopping for fun. So I do really like the monthly cycle. I also have a assignment or experiment that I sort of play around with on Instagram. If you're following me there, you'll be well acquainted with this. But every month, I like to give myself sort of micro tasks or small little ideas and things to play around with and have fun in the categories of books I'm going to read, things I'm going to play with and be silly, things I'm going to try that are going to push me out of my comfort zone, and things I'm going to think about and thematically kind of hold close to my own reflections and journaling and my own growth and development. So with those four things in mind, I was refreshing them on a monthly basis and that was giving me a really good grounding into what I said before, which is building a life with medium effort to make sure that it's all surrounding those things that I hold most valuable, those things that I value the most. And doing that on a monthly basis becomes a very regular habit because a month can go by very quickly. Now, the other thing about a monthly cycle is that it gives you a lot of opportunities for a do-over. And so if there was something that really wasn't working for you in the last month, you can pivot really quickly into something else. And you don't have to belabor something like a New Year's resolution, which you would make at the beginning of January and ideally hold on to with all your might until you can't take it anymore. A monthly assignment gives you the chance to say, hey, did I make it this whole month or not? And to talk to yourself and reflect or journal on why that may or may not have been. So monthly cycle when it comes to shopping gives me this automatic cue to have fun with how I might want to spend any kind of budgeted money that I might have for the fun stuff, the wants. I don't do this with a specific financial amount, but I have toyed around with the idea of that, and I do definitely think it's an option if that's interesting to you. When the beginning of the month rolls around, what I do is I then open up that notes app and take a look at what's on the list. And I think for many of you, what's not going to be too surprising is that some of the things on the list are not really as appealing as they were in the moment of Scrolling Instagram and wanting something, and then putting it on the list and thinking, Absolutely, when I have a chance to spend my money on this, I'm going to be very happy to do so. There's a lot of things on the list that I get back to, and I feel kind of surprised, or I've kind of forgotten about them. And the reason that that's mindful fun is that what you really get to do is to disconnect yourself from the initial ping the initial dopamine hit of wanting something and being able to get it and by disconnecting from that what you can actually do is plug back into what I said before which is plug back in with with medium effort get back into your wish list and think about what are the things on the list and how do they align with who you are do they still really call to you do they still really make your heart go pitter-patter And if they do, then you're in a great position to make a really mindful purchase that is going to bring you a lot of joy when it arrives in your home and you can experience it or do whatever you were hoping to do with it. Mindful fun, as it applies to shopping, has really evolved a lot for me before COVID and since COVID. I think that shopping for me was a much more tactile experience before COVID And since everything has closed down, I have really opened my mind a lot more to online shopping than I ever did before. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely had a couple of stores that I shopped from online pretty regularly before the pandemic. But certainly since the pandemic, online shopping has become pretty much the only way to bring new items into my home Without having that tactile experience of mindful fun. Now, mindful fun maybe needs a little bit of a definition at this point. So I'll just say that for me, it's very simple and it really comes down to getting grounded in your five senses and thinking about the thing that you're buying or shopping for. It's really about, you know, maybe not taste, but, but what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What are you imagining in your mind? What is it aligned to in your values? What does it really fit with? And that to me is fun, only because I really have made a conscious effort to get close to who I am over the last few years. Now, I think if you are also on your journey to that, and many people are since COVID because we've just spent more time with ourselves than ever before, with all of the stay-at-home orders, with all of the lockdowns, with all of the phased approaches to keeping ourselves safe, we've never been closer to ourselves. And your shopping habits may have been a way to get away from that experience of being in close relationship with yourself especially if you experienced pain or challenges during the pandemic. I know I did, and I know that when I did experience pain or challenges, that I did lean into online shopping. And I actually have no regrets about that. But I do think that it kept me from experiencing life with my full senses. I do think it kept me from being present to the given moment and the feelings that I might have been feeling and and i think that perhaps by leaning into this wish list what i'm doing is i'm deferring the want not deferring i am deferring the want but what i'm also doing is i'm untangling the want from the emotional circumstance of the present moment and sometimes on instagram in particular i might be feeling a particular way about myself scrolling along and that's sometimes bad sometimes feeling bad about myself and looking for something to fix that feeling of feeling bad. And lo and behold, at any given moment, the perfect Instagram ad is very likely to come along my feed and distract me from that feeling of feeling bad by making a purchase and getting that little ping of, oh, something new, something good, something to fix the feeling bad. I think the wish list really allows me to defer that again I use that word defer but what I really mean is is separate out filter filter the want from the from the feelings and you know really get into a place where shopping is not related to distraction shopping doesn't happen because I want to be distracted post covid I think that that has gotten really hard and like I said I have Really lapsed with using a monthly wish list in the last um, couple of months. And if I think about why that is, I can come up with a number of good reasons. And those reasons really help me understand the context of my emotional state, my mental state, my life's state, and how that might relate to my shopping habits and patterns. So Here's how I'm going to move forward using my monthly wish list. I'm going to go back to the habits of checking on that wish list and referring to it at the beginning of every month. So as I'm recording this, it's a Sunday in the middle of July and I'm going to put my purchases on hold until the beginning of the month. Now that's like barely any time at all, but I know because I've done this before that I will be surprised at how many things I want to buy between now, which is the 18th, between now and August 1st. I know I will be surprised. I know it will be a lot of things. And so I want to put a hold on those things, and I want to give myself a gentle hiatus from shopping and revisit that wish list at the beginning of August so that I can make some mindful purchases based on the list And then again, put a hold on shopping for a longer period of time between, let's say, the first week of August all the way to September 1st. Now, the beginning part of this habit can be a little bit painful or uncomfortable, I suppose. But I do think that the growth on the other side is this rewarding cycle that can happen when it comes to shopping for things in a mindful way is that the things that come into your home really do end up bringing you the experiences that you're looking for when you shop in a distracted kind of way. I can use makeup as an example of this, which is I'm often attracted to makeup. Collecting makeup is a hobby of mine. Applying makeup is a hobby of mine. I love to kick back and relax and watch some of my favorite beauty YouTubers So I am often seeing a lot of different products out in my sort of like recreational life. And there are times when I'm feeling certain feelings that I do think I should be buying these makeup products because what I'm looking for is a sense of transformation, a sense of renewal, a sense of freshened up, a sense of perfection that I'm perhaps trying to strive for so that I can be distracted from Feelings of anxiety, feelings of not worthy enough, feelings of imposter syndrome that have been flaring up and, you know, using makeup purchases as a way to get out of those feelings. Now, if I don't do that in a mindful way, what happens is I bring a lot of stuff into my home that doesn't fix any of those problems, but does in fact lead to another sense of dissatisfaction and the whole thing kicks up again. So what can happen instead with makeup is when the makeup that I am attracted to goes on the wish list and when the month opens up and I really look at what's on that list, then I can either see things that I already own a very similar product that I can pull out of my stash and enjoy, you know, shopping for what I already have or I can make the purchase, look forward to it arriving in my home, and then enjoy using it in a way that is way more elevated than I can explain. The difference between buying the same item impulsively versus mindfully is astonishing. I, I can't explain this. I don't know why this is, but I truly believe, I know for a fact, I could buy one item impulsively, And I could buy the same item mindfully and enjoy the mindful purchase for a much longer period of time. Don't ask me why that is. And if you have thoughts on that, I would love to hear them over on Instagram. Uh, I can be found at medium.lady there. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that because I have not cracked the code on that, but I am very certain that there is something about the mindful purchase that really has stamina in the happiness that it can bring over time. The other thing you can do with a monthly wish list is you can look back and learn what's working for you and what isn't. Now, I'm going to try this moving forward, but generally my monthly wish list has just been a running list. I don't chunk it out by month. I don't say, "Oh, these are the things I want for April and these are the things I bought and then start a new one for May." I I honestly, I just kind of have a running tally and I go back to it, I take things off of it, I put things on it. It's pretty organic. However, there is a lot of benefit to look looking back and learning what worked for you on your wish list and what doesn't work for you on your wish list. I have learned for me that it's very much the aesthetic things that need to go on the wish list. Things like makeup, things like jewelry, things like home goods and clothing are all things that fit on the wish list. There's some other things that I don't really put on there. Things like perhaps books, things like even certain hygiene products. A lot of that stuff I don't put on the wish list. And I do find that that's kind of the category of items that I buy when I'm yearning for something else, when I'm yearning to get away from some kind of feeling that's making me uncomfortable or anxious or unhappy. I hope you give this idea a try. I really believe that medium effort and mindful fun often hold hands together when it comes to something like consumerism. Meaning, it takes a medium amount of effort to make sure that you're buying the things that are really aligned with the life you want to live. And that's not easy. It doesn't come easily to most people because we're all very affected by this idea that if I could just buy the right thing, I would be living the life that I want to live because that's what marketing and advertising does is it aligns your hopes and dreams to a product and it makes the product feel like the key to that alignment when in reality what is key to the alignment is work and that work, that effort is you thoughtfully purchasing the right things at the right time. And our lives are just moving too quickly to make those purchases with the slowness that it requires, with the breathing room that it takes. There's so often times I just need a thing. I just need a thing and and I'm going to go and try and find it as best as I can. But why I need the thing and how the thing aligns to the best me I can be, that's a lot of work sometimes. So I don't want you to feel like what I'm suggesting is That everything you bring into your life, that everything you spend money on has to be this precious experiment with your soul. I'm not suggesting that. That's not medium effort. But medium effort is some effort. It's not no effort. It's not following the whisperings of your impulses to bring whatever you need, thinks, fits, or, you know, looks right for you um it is a little bit beyond that but it's not too much farther than you know some of the time you're you might already be spending on perhaps regretting or looking around at a closet full of clothes you don't want i think the effort i'm talking about is a trade-off it's a trade-off between this idea of really rigidly living one strict purchase at a time or no purchases at a time or a really dogmatic approach to minimalism. If you're interested in my thoughts on minimalism, please go ahead and check out episode 12. That is, or is it 13? It might be episode 13 with my friend Bridget Baker. Medium Lady Talks About Minimalism. That's a great episode to check out. But I really think that, you know, that medium effort and then mindful fun can have a place in consumerism. They can have a place together when it comes to what we decide to buy what we decide to bring into our lives and into our homes the gifts that we decide to give ourselves that's really what a wish list is all about is where are the gifts you're giving yourself and how much thought have you put into those gifts you know we all receive gifts with a variety of enjoyment because of the giver think about yourself you want to give yourself the best gifts that you can the same way you would be thoughtful about the gifts that you give to a best friend or a parent or even a teacher who you know cares for your children, that is really what the monthly wish list is about. It's about making the occasion of buying fun things fun make that occasion fun <laughs> by being mindful about the recipient and the recipient is you um future you, I guess, but it's you nonetheless. So those are my thoughts on a monthly wish list. I would love to know what you think of this idea, if you'd be willing to try it, if you have ever tried it in the past, and what works for you when it comes to medium effort, mindful fun, and consumerism. That's all for now. If you are new here, I am so glad you're here. I would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend, someone that you think needs to hear about medium effort and mindful fun in their own life. Also, please take some time to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening. It really helps me find like minded listeners as a podcast with 16 episodes in the bank, I guess. Um, really hoping to find more opportunities to connect with new listeners out there in the ether. So if you have a chance to share or rate and review, I would really appreciate it so much. It means a lot to me and a lot to the podcast. I'm Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, and I will see you again soon. Bye!